Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Saturday, gang, and welcome, of course, to the first Talksport Daily podcast of the weekend. It being Saturday. And what a week it's been, even in an international break. You've heard, of course, the most dramatic managerial merry-go-round as Stephen Gerrard moves south of the border to become Aston Villa's new manager. But before we get stuck into all of that, we start with England's World Cup qualifier win over Albania. And here's how the three lines sounded right here on TalkSport. Tonight, all eyes are on the performance. And ninth minute lead for England. Wonderful ball in. And that is a goal that will mean so much for Harry Maguire. Henderson and Foden with a 1-2. Ball still up to the far post. And Harry Kane scores. 26 goals in 26 qualifying matches for England. It's back for Henderson. Mikes it up for Henderson for three. It does. And Jordan Henderson extends the lead. Can we just stay here all night and watch this? This is fantastic from this England side. Just really clever play. Kane flashes it in the top right-hand corner. Flag stays down for now. He loves playing for England. He loves breaking records. He's still only 28. While he's getting ever closer to the all-time record. Well, this is an absolute buffet for Harry Kane if he's hungry. A deeper ball from Foden. Oh, what a goal! Kane completes his hat-trick with a sensational overhead kick. I'm going to call it. San Marino, ranked 210th in the world to come away. England will only need a draw. I reckon England are going to be in the World Cup. Incredible performance, really. I think, obviously, there's a bit of pressure on us after the last performance here at Wembley. And we've come out of a, uh, a real point to prove that we wanted to be ruthless, we wanted to obviously win the game, but be dominant in the game as well. And um, I say all around the pitch, the way we pressed, the way we played, uh, the way we finished was a great night. And obviously, to keep the clean sheet as well is fantastic. So all around a, a really good night for us, and hopefully uh, we can finish the job on Monday. We spoke about you being in the penalty area more. That's what your club and your country manager want you to do. Is that what happened tonight? And it seemed to work if it, if it did. 
Yeah, look, I, I said yesterday, I'll, I'll kind of, whatever the game determines me to do, I'll, I'll do whatever's best for the team, I will do. And yeah, obviously Albania come pressing quite high and trying to go almost man for man. And it was important, kind of the attacking players stayed high and, and played 1v1. And uh, we felt like we dominated them in that area. So yeah, there was plenty of chances out there. It was nice to take a few tonight. But in this team, there's always going to be chances. So I just want to keep getting in the right areas and the goals will come. That hat-trick for you moves you level with a Spurs great in the shape of Jimmy Greaves. Just tell us how much that means to you. Yeah, that's a great uh, achievement to have. Obviously, we all know how good Jimmy was, and uh, not just for country, but for club as well. So uh, it's a nice achievement to move level with him. And, um, obviously, hopefully, we can, uh, we can go above him on Monday. But, um, yeah, obviously, it means a lot for the country and obviously being a, being a Tottenham player as well. So... Uh, I'm sure his family would have been watching. So, um, yeah, a nice achievement. I'm sure they'll be proud. And uh, like I say, hopefully we can continue. And just finally, can you celebrate tonight? Do you feel like it's, it's job done? Well, it's not job done. I mean, obviously we're expected to win on Monday, uh, of course. But, yeah, look, we'll go back now with the same mindset, recover, rest up, prepare for the game on Monday because uh, we still need to do the job. So um, we look forward to that. We look forward to getting back out there, hopefully putting in a performance like we did, uh, especially in that first half today. Um, and yeah, qualify for Qatar. And what a big old win it was for Scotland last night, claiming all three points against Moldova. Here's how it sounded on TalkSport 2. Trying to pick their way through here down the right touchline. They might just have done that. A real opportunity! And there is the goal for Scotland! Nathan Patterson! The unlikely hero! What a fantastic goal. I've got to see just a little clip one round the corner. Chi Adams, I can see it's six. He's got a picture. Little set to Patterson. Great first touch, which just opened. Took him away from the defenders. Opened the goal up. And like you say, what Robertson could have done earlier, find that corner. Just get your head up. Go with accuracy rather than power. Fantastic finish. Into the penalty area. Patterson, the provider this time. And it's a second goal for Scotland. Clear your diaries for next March, Scotland fans. The World Cup playoffs firmly in sight. Shea Adams. I think he's been excellent, Shea Adams, linking up. He's got his goal. That's what he's going to get judged on. Fantastic goal. Managed the game very well. Patterson, outstanding play. Rata against Gordon. With eight minutes to go in Chisinau. And it's saved by Gordon. And the rebound is wide. Although Moldova might just claim there was a foul on the follow-up, but what a stop from Craig Gordon, what a hero for Scotland. Well, we started the game really well, got on the front foot, controlled it reasonably well, but had to wait a long time to get the first goal. Uh, when it came, it was a good goal. We probably need to get something from the game on Monday to, to try and get that seeding, so Monday night is a, a really important game for us. We also want to keep the momentum going. It's difficult to win five matches in a row at any level. We've done it at international level, which is particularly hard. And we want to make sure that, that we put on a good show on Monday night and get something from that game as well, so that we go into March in a, in a really good frame of mind. Now, the managerial merry-go-round was in full swing this week. Stephen Gerrard topped Glasgow for the Midlands. Time to hear the views of Rangers legend Ali McCoist, Arsenal invincible Martin Keown, Liverpool legend Phil Thompson and ex-Crystal Palace chairman Simon Jordan. Right, well, I'll tell you something. We'll start with, with, with Michael Grant's comments. Absolutely. What Stephen achieved was he won arguably the most 
important title for Rangers fans in the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years. That's how important it was. Make no mistake about it. Stopping Celtic doing 10 was mm. as high in the list as you could possibly get. But, brutally honest, there is a bad taste and in some of the supporters' mouths about the way it, it's happened. Particularly after that, you know, interview view which you've played. And I think that the answer kind of implied... I'm going nowhere. I'm going nowhere. Mm. And then maybe two weeks later, he clearly has gone somewhere. So I can totally understand and get the frustration and disappointment and, and maybe anger with some of the Rangers fans. However, like I said, you cannot argue the fact Stephen delivered the most important um, title in a long, long, long time for Rangers. In terms of the fans, the most difficult fans to please that I've played under in my career, they make it difficult for you. Villa Park can be difficult. I kind of used to shut that out. And that would be my fans don't want to hear that because they, you know, they they think, oh, we're behind you. But they, when you start to do well, it's unbelievable support, particularly the away support uh, was absolutely magnificent. I remember getting promoted. I think we won a record number of away matches. The fans were magnificent. It's a big club, you know. It, without, there's no doubt about that. It's the perfect platform for Steven Gerrard now to develop next stage. Can they win something? And, and you know Martin O'Neill there, I think he, he got some really good finishes, a couple of semi-finals. It wasn't enough for the Villa fans, so they are difficult to please. But it's about time that we've had a, we've had a top team winning things in that part of the country. You always had an idea about Stevie because he was, he was quite intense about everything that he did. As a youngster, he was driven. He knew what he wanted from the game and nothing was going to stop him. It was like that. And if he wanted to become a top player... He went on to become one. And I've said to people, did, did you realise he was going, I don't think anybody could realise the greatness that was to become of Steven Gerrard. But it happened because he was driven and he wanted it. And I think if he wants to be a great manager, he has to have that pathway to it. And I think this is part of that. And I think it is a wonderful opportunity for them. My belief, and this might be not a well-founded belief, that they have huge ambitions to knock on the door of the top six. So the blueprint for Stephen Gerald is not in some long-lost land far in the future to get Aston Villa to the top of the pyramid. His, his job is to get them there as quickly as possible. Now, it was revealed yesterday that Gareth Southgate could be close to signing a new two-year extension with England, which would keep him in charge of the three lines until after the Euros in 2024. Former West Ham and England winger Trevor Sinclair believes the FA need to get it over the line before the Premier League clubs come calling. And Simon Jordan and Martin Keown clashed over whether Southgate could do a job in the Premier League. I think he's got a lot of integrity. Uh, he's a humble man. He seems to get the best out of the young players and be able to integrate yeah. them really well from the work that he did with the 21s. So I think there'd be a lot of clubs. I mean, you look at Leeds with Bielsa. You know, you don't know how that's going to pan out. He, he's ob he obviously leave, lives in Leeds um, or just outside Leeds. I think that would be a club that would be very interested in someone like Gareth Southgate. I think there'd be a few clubs interested. So I can understand why the FA want to get this deal over the line. Because if England perform as we hope they do in the World Cup, and that that is uh, apart from you, Ali, um, <laughs> I, I, he, he, he might even be more popular and there might be more uh, clubs looking for his signature. So for me... I understand why the, the FA are doing that. And, and let's get it right. He's a, he's a great guy, isn't he? If he's working in an industry now where the Premier, Premier League, League is, the Premier League is going to give £5 million to Stephen but Gerrard, he, gonna he has a, to react. But he ain't going to get a Premier League job, Gareth Southgate. He's got Because he's because he's landed in a space that's worked for him at a time that's rubbish. when the international setup has been a certain he way. He is more than capable of doing a job in the Premier League. I don't believe that for a minute. Well, that may be right, but what I'm saying is 
there's not a queue of clubs that would probably because they look think to he's up. entrenched in this job. Okay. okay. You think he could do a job in the Premier League? Oh, he will do. I'm pretty doubt. certain of that. If he chooses to do so, I'm sure he'd be very successful. Sorry? I bet he don't. Okay. Now, the WSL returns to TalkSport 2 this weekend. Spurs women will host Arsenal women at half past one today and Man City women welcome Chelsea women tomorrow at 3pm. TalkSport's Women's Football Weekly presenter, Shibana Hearn, joined White and Jordan yesterday and she believes the women's game is going in the right direction and wants to see the male footballers do more to promote it. Definitely the afternoon games are improving. I've been there myself. I've been at a game pretty much every single weekend since the return of the season. Afternoon games around about half past 12, half past two, looking good. Lots of families going along as well. I was at a Villa West Ham game um, up in in Essex not too long ago. That was about four weeks ago. And the average attendance of that game was uh, 4,000, which was pretty good. So if they're looking at the next three years and aiming for 6,000 at every game, it's possible. But some of the games, Jim, uh, are half past seven on a Sunday evening. You know, that was Arsenal at Bowdoin. Wood uh, last week it was live for you on the BBC and it looked you know very very empty so it's kind of pushing the fans towards you know supporting the girls when they're at the, the, their local grounds I would like to see as well you know the, the male players you know pushing the, the female teams as well because mm. you know a lot of the women when when they're representing their clubs it's their their family clubs you know that they, they're and they're playing for their team and uh, that club that they love it would be nice to see the men kind of pushing that on social media as well because they're so influential the Autumn Nation series returns to TalkSport this weekend as we bring you three live matches today. England, Ireland and Scotland are all going to be in action and all three nations will be hoping to claim their second win of the series. We'll hear from former England captain Chris Robshaw in just a moment as he reveals what fans can expect from Marcus Smith and current England captain Owen Farrell breaks down how he's feeling ahead of his 100th cap. with a crowd in place. Johnny May for the corner and Johnny May with the ass-flash celebration. England's third try. This is great from Ireland and they score their second try in the far corner. Andrew Conway, the Munsterman, is the man who docks it down. A victory for South Africa in Cardiff for the first time since 2013. It ends a run of four consecutive wins. Four wheels. It's about the drive. Watson was in. Scotland are over. More rugby for you on the Talk Sport Network. You love to see it. I didn't celebrate my 50th cap with with the with the other test matches in it. It was always it was always England. Um, so so that's how we we've been looking at it here. Marrow's got his 50th cap for England this week, which is which is an achievement that we'll we'll celebrate. So looking forward to doing that. The big talking point is Marcus Smith and Farrell, isn't it? Seeing those two work together, see how they can tick. But also it's a brilliant time for Marcus because no disrespect to Canada and America and any played against a tied Tongan side coming in. This is his big test. Yeah. This is for him, his moment to go out there and say, look, I'm ready for this. I'm going to jump in and grab it with both hands. He's got something about him. He's not the biggest lad, but he's tough. I remember we did a training camp down at Brighton College. It would have been when Marcus was doing his A-levels. So yeah. he would have been 17, 18 years old. And in between his exams, he was asked to come and train with the England side. So this is a 17-year-old kid. And he's, he's not the biggest lad. So back then, he was, he was pretty small. And one of the second rows properly whacked him and like, knocked him down. He, he thought, OK, he'd get back up. Next play, he got the ball and ran around that second row. So he's got kind of that kind of bring it on mentality. 
But that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app wherever you get your podcast. from. I'm back on Drive Time on Monday at 4pm alongside Darren Goff. At half past one today, you'll hear Tottenham women take on Arsenal women. That's live on TalkSport 2. Don't forget, of course, on TalkSport, we have a massive day of live rugby for you as well. At 1pm, Scotland will face world champion South Africa. At Murrayfield, Ireland come up against New Zealand at 315 and then at half past five, you'll hear the big one from Twickenham as England take on Australia. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks about Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.